1: Welcome to an all-new episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lace. Today we're diving into a new episode of Murder Monday, the case of David Bacon. The unsolved murder of a politician's son and -and up-and-coming actor. So let's get started. In 1914, David Bacon was born, Gaspar Griswold Bacon Jr. Bacon's family was full of politicians. His grandfather, Robert Bacon was Secretary of State under Teddy Roosevelt. His father served as the President of the Massachusetts State Senate and eventually Lieutenant Governor. Because of their status, Bacon enjoyed a life of luxury and power. That must be the life. Bacon went to Deerfield Academy and then to Harvard like his grandfather. Both schools saw the Scion become popular with the staff and students alike. At Harvard, Bacon even acted alongside John Roosevelt, the son of President Franklin Roosevelt. The two would become good friends during their time at school. After he graduated from Harvard, Bacon had a life planned out for him. But there was an emptiness that his planned life couldn't fill. There was a siren call from New York and ultimately California that needed to be answered. Thus, he ended up moving to the city. The summer after he graduated, Bacon left the life he knew behind. Rumors began swirling that the family had found out that he was gay and were trying to force him into conversion therapy. Other reports state that he simply wanted to get away from the shadow of his family. In either case, he ended up in New York City shortly after graduation. Stories abound, stories about this, uh, stories abound in the city about David Bacon, especially among the older demographic of gay men. Stories about him selling his body for money and drugs flow. While he was never charged with solicitation, It is believed that he left with no money from his family and very few skills, even with a degree from Harvard. He shared an apartment with two Hollywood icons who were also on the way up the fame ladder, Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda. There have been rumors about a possible relationship between Bacon and Fonda, but nothing substantial. Lovers or friends. Howard Hughes owned RKO Films and agreed to a meeting with Bacon. This meeting was partly because of Bacon's last name and powerful connections to the elite. It has also been said that there was more nefarious reason for it, lust. Whatever happened at the initial meeting, no one knows for sure, except that Bacon was signed to a deal with Hughes, and the two became very close. Some speculated that there was a romance happening between the two, while others insist it was strictly professional. Bacon and Hughes were seen having lunch and dinner together quite often. They would say they were strategizing his career. To that end, Bacon ditched his first name in favor of David. Since it was pronounceable for the public, they also agreed that Bacon needed to get married. So he found Grace Keller, an opera singer. Before she died, she revealed that her marriage to Bacon had been a ruse to hide the fact that they were both gay. After the news of his marriage hit, Bacon was cast in two men from West Point. The cast praised the young thespian, even as they said he was weird and would often talk to himself about the dialogue. Audiences appreciated his efforts and his career took off. Hughes loaned out his rising star to Republican Pictures. They were filming a 12 part serial called The Masked Marvel, and executives had high hopes for the series. Hughes was convinced that this was the vehicle that would launch Bacon into the stratosphere, even if he was the fifth choice to play the role. Accidents befell all four actors who had taken on the role before Bacon. One day he was joking with his co-stars and said, I better look out or something might happen to me. And in a moment of what could only be called an eerie premonition, he predicted how he would die. I'll probably get hurt going home in my car tonight. It was not that night that he would be hurt in his car, but the fact he was murdered in his car makes the statement that much powerful. Keller became pregnant right after she and Bacon got married, though it was hardly a time of joy. The pregnancy proved difficult, and she was put on bed rest. One fateful Saturday afternoon, Bacon talked about going to the beach. Instead, they both took a nap. When Bacon woke up, he headed out to the beach alone. Or was he? Multiple sources have said they saw him with another man. The mysterious man was said to have dark brown hair, though no other description was given. Some have also claimed that there was also a woman in the car as well. However, police have debunked that theory. At some point in time, while on his way home, Bacon was stabbed. Help me, help me. He cried after his car careened into a beam, in a beam, or in a beam field, excuse me. He stepped out of the car, bleeding everywhere. A gentleman nearby urged the star to hold on, but by the time the paramedics got there, David Bacon was dead. Now, at this point in the story, you're probably wondering what was the motive for murder? One of the first things that the police tried to figure out was the motive. They easily ruled out robbery as a reason. Beacon was killed. There was no money or valuables taken from him. from him. Many people looked at blackmail as a very real possibility. He had enough secrets to fuel that theory. Still, others simply believed that, and there was, a murder-for-hire plot. A naked picture of Bacon on the beach is among the only evidence that survived the crash. The picture was alleged to have been part of the theory that supported him being blackmailed. The picture deepened the mystery of what happened to Bacon and why. Also adding to the confusion was the fact that the only Bacon's fingerprints were found in his car. Somehow the other passengers seemed to have vanished without leaving any kind of clue. Except for one. A blue sweater was found in the back seat of the car. It was a size too small for Bacon. Investigators believed they finally had a break, but the lead would go nowhere. As the police tried to unwind the mystery of who killed Bacon, another twist was about to drop. His cousin, found a handwritten will on the myriad of papers in his desk. The will left everything to Keller. Shocking. Some wonder why he wouldn't have gone to a lawyer, though, especially since he believed his life was in danger. Adding to the mystery, it was discovered that Bacon had a secret apartment. Police found a key for it in his wallet. When they, when they, were, they went there to search it, they found dirty dishes and food. And food passed its expiration date. A talk with the landlord proved to be fruitful, though. According to the landlord's testimony, Bacon had been sharing the apartment with a shorter, dark-haired man. What's more is that the man had been arguing a day before Bacon was killed. It was a great lead for them to go on, or so they thought. The man was never found. And then eyes turned to Howard Hughes. Weeks after Bacon was murdered, Keller delivered a stillborn baby. The double whammy sent her in a deep sadness that kept most people at bay. As she grieved her husband and her baby, she kept making accusations that nobody paid attention to. She alleged that Howard Hughes was behind Bacon's murder. The story, as she told, was that Bacon and Hughes were lovers. At some point, Bacon decided he had enough and no longer wanted to be with Hughes. Of course, the billionaire was angry at the rejection. Hughes hired a hitman to take care of his dirty work. Or so Keller alleged. After the breakup, Hughes was determined to keep the Trist a secret. He didn't want someone else to get a hold of the information about his romance with Bacon. Someone who had a contentious relationship with Bacon lurked in the background. Almost certainly, they killed him. Possibly, this person even blackmailed the Rising Star. But eventually, Bacon's blackmail was exposed. Bacon's homosexuality had to be hidden. It was Hollywood in the first golden age of film. The LGBT, LGBTQ community was not yet accepted by the majority of society. If there was someone blackmailing Bacon, he would have been forced to pay the price by himself. Adding fuel to the blackmail theory was Keller lying and saying that the other man in the apartment was their gardener. Police debunked this very fast. Neighbors who overheard the men arguing insisted that it was two lovers fighting. On a boss mentor having a disagreement. After the investigation dragged on for weeks, Keller told her another story. She realized how the roof of Bacon's Cadillac was slashed. Excuse me. She also revealed that the story of when and how it happened kept changing all the time. It was just another point in the story that confounded police. Bacon had lived a double life, but had it led to his death... Or was Hughes just upset that a younger man broke off the relationship? Either situation is possible. And the LAPD is still looking into this case. According to LAPD, quote, it is an open case. Perhaps one day this cold case will be solved. Though since many of the major players are dead, it seems very doubtful. Unlikely. And that's all we have for this episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Um, Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell notification so you get notified of all our videos. Let us know what you think happened to this man. Send us a tweet at uh, truecrimeNS or leave a comment in the comment section below. And give us your thoughts. And let us know what other cases you think we should cover.